Okay, listeners, we're back on the Adrian Bow podcast brought to you by adrianbow.com for all your coaching and training needs. We've got some great online content there. We've got the academy. We've got some in-person and Zoom coaching modules. And today, I'm absolutely delighted to be here with a good friend of mine and someone who uh, I've been working with and coaching for probably about seven years now, uh, Mr. William Chan. How are you, sir? Hi, Adrian. Pleasure, pleasure. And we're just sitting in William's office here, which is um, Marshall Chan Yal um, in, in Gordon. And we just uh, had a uh, coaching session with, with, with the group. Um, so part of my role as an extension of this business is to sit down with each agent on a, on a one-on-one business um, and, and a capacity really just to see how I can, uh, you know, create some cut through, um, also look at efficiencies, Will, within each, each business unit. Um, and also um, some dialogue process checklists, and um, yeah, we had a meeting with with your particular team, and and uh, yeah, we had a couple of really good breakthroughs. So um, I appreciate the opportunity to work with you. Just for those who don't know, um, when I first launched my coaching business back in 2014, Will was my very first uh, uh, client, and now um, all those years later, he's still a client, and now he's a principal of of an office uh, of actually three offices now about to be, which is fantastic. So congratulations, Will. It's been amazing to, to watch your journey. Um, really, when I first met you in 2014, you were selling, you know, probably 15 properties a year. Now you're on track to sell over 80, probably to do over $200 million worth of real estate. You've got a fantastic EBU um, with, with three other people in that team, two really good business partners. Mate, how does it feel? How does the journey feel after all those years? When we first caught up, I, mean, I still remember that very first session, you know, when you were probably in your early to mid-20s in, in those days. Yeah, it feels really surreal at the moment. aspire to be even I feel like I'm, I'm sort of there but I'm also uh, moving forward and trying to get the next goal fantastic so um, yeah we, we talked a little bit about that earlier about the next goal or the next outcome I mean because at the moment life's looking pretty good right yeah. um, you know we're, we've got two two good business partners we've got three offices um, you're in, in your own momentum and on purpose, which is listing and selling real estate. And we talk a lot about that on this podcast with a lot of other principals, Will, and you've probably listened to a few, but a lot of principals do get bogged down in, in operations. Um, and you're very lucky that you've got one other business partner who's, who's taken on a bit of that particular role so you can focus on listing and selling. Um, it's very hard to do both. Um, and, and when the business first started, we're not even in our second full year. When it, when it first started, I know that you'd sort of defaulted to, you know, being a business owner. And still now, you, you've still got certain tasks that, that are business owner type tasks. But at some point, you do need to choose, don't you? Whether it's, are, are you a manager or are you a, a, a listing and selling principal, right? Um, I think in, in our setup, it's quite good because we had Craig who run a big business before and James and I who are um, young, aspirational, wanting to grow into that principal role. So uh, for us, we had our very clear defined roles. James and I would be listing and selling the bulk of our time and, and still having our input in the direction of the business and then Craig would handle the day-to-day stuff. Fantastic. Yeah, and so far from what I can see, and I've been very fortunate 
to be involved with the business since its inception and sort of be be almost like your virtual sales manager which which i've enjoyed immensely and and just to watch the growth with every single agent and every single team your team james's team craig's team um especially the younger associate agents within the team um the, the penny droppers that happen you know within the sessions you know even today um, you know, we, we had a couple of changes that we had to make in, our, in your business, right? Um, and, and the main message uh, was, was what made you successful two or three years ago is not necessarily going to make you successful today, you know? So what, what were the couple of key takeaways from our session today with your team, Will? I think um, we reviewed each role within the EBU. Yeah. And we looked at what was the blockages and or maybe that. Um, Kirsty was um, project managing and taking a bit too much on in terms of getting the house ready yeah. and really just trusting that the owners would do that and giving them the support they need when they need it, but really letting them handle that. Mm -hmm. And for Adam, it's about letting him um, do what he does best, but letting him also delegate a lot of the tasks to the new person that we're putting on. And that's going to really free him up to do his best work and also get the new person to take away and um, a lot of the workload and get them to do uh, the tasks that aren't getting done and the leakages that we have in the business. Yeah. So effectively in the session, listeners, what we did is is create a job description for our newest team member in the William Chan team. And effectively what we found is that, you know, William's role is not going to change and he doesn't necessarily need any additional support because he's just going to focus on high-end prospecting, listing, negotiating, selling, keeping the deal together. That's it. Kirsty's role, which is the operations manager and EA, her role's not going to change. She needs to be in full control between list and launch and exchange to settlement. Adam's role, though, is where we identify that needed the support because Adam is the associate agent. He's got a lot on. You know, we're a high-volume business doing 10 deals a month. Um, you know, and to be responsible for lead gen plus callbacks, plus buyer work, plus database geotargeting. That's a lot, right? So definitely a lot. So what we identified is 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 the new role um, was was a really a seven point um, uh, job description that we we um, delegated and created in real time in the session, which was which was great. Um, but it did take a bit of a mind set shift didn't it will you know like as adam was like oh but i still want to do this let's do which is good i said mate that's a great attitude but to grow we've got to let go and you know what there's still things that we're not doing that we should be doing and i know you're really good at prospecting but we can do a lot more right so we we have to just change to a whole new abundance mentality which is, yeah, sure, you're, you're calling five to 10 really hot people after every sale, but let's call 200 people, right? And that's where the new role can come in. And that's where we can go from 80, 90 deals to 200 deals, which is very doable for your team, Will. That's, that's, that's I see the projection, I see the vision. Um, I see that it's possible because I've seen you go from 15 to, to 85. Um, so, you know, it's just a matter of the additional support and everyone staying in their lane, no one deviating and making sure that they're a master at their craft, you know? So interestingly, also, you just got married. Um, you're, you're in a really good space in, in your personal life as well. Will, um, you know, how does, it, how does it feel, I suppose, you know, growing, you know, as both professionally and, and, and um, personally, um, what's been what's been some of the biggest lessons, you know, in the last five years where you've had the most growth? What, what are some of the biggest lessons, both professionally and personally, that you've learned? 
Mm-hmm. That's a really big one, um, and, you know, because I think it's not just one thing, it's yeah. multiple things. Mm-hmm. Um, with, I guess, personal life, having mm-hmm. someone there to support you, and we also have clear defined roles as well. So <laughs> That's my, good. My role is to make the money, and her role is to spend it. it. Yeah, ah! Exactly. Yeah. So, um, no, but she looks after the house, and she's mm-hmm. very supportive, mm-hmm. and I couldn't do it without her. And so, um, so that's personal life taken care of. And, and then it's someone, someone that understands your work, and actually supports it rather than demanding your time and saying, why are you spending time with me, et cetera. So I'm very lucky in that sense that I have it there. And then for my team, it took me many, many years of, um, you know, questioning, you know, am I doing the right thing, putting on a new team member? And I always thought, was it that particular person? Am I doing something wrong? But I think over the last five years, I've realized that if you've got a clear job description, and you've got a particular type of person for that role and you find that person and it, it fits really well and they're doing their best work because that's what they're best at, mm. then then that's that's going to make the team sing. Mm. So Kirsty, she's the best at what she does and she doesn't, she stays in her lane and she doesn't do sales, but Adam, he's very good at what he does and he doesn't jump into admin. So everyone has their own lane and I feel that's what makes this team works so well and I, it took me a lot of lessons to find the right people but once you get the right people on board everything else works out mm, excellent and as far as our coaching because it's been going on for, for a number of years now what what are the, if, if you could think of a couple of t- key takeaways um that that's had the biggest impact on your business in terms of my coaching what what would it be um, I, th- I think it's a lot of like, again, the little things, but it's understanding the bigger picture you yeah. know, um, from like, even today, just speaking about just the mindset of um, just appreciation about where I'm at now. And, and, mm. and it's, you're never going to feel any happier once you reach your goal. But so that just helps a lot right now. So that's a small example of the things that we've discussed in, in coaching, but mm. it's all the, also the granular things that um, make the difference because once you know you got a prospect, you got to go to listing presentations, you have to negotiate. Once you learn all these things, it's actually the minor tweaks every single session we do that actually helps us improve dramatically. That's what I love about your team because once a month we sit down and there's there's always at least two or three things that we actually change in our business. I love it. And uh, and Tony Robbins calls it CANIS, which is a, um, an acronym for constant and never-ending improvements. You know, and, and you're the first to always say, yep, okay, great Bowie let's do that let's change that order and and sometimes it's like I'm reading sort of Kirsty's mind because I sort of made a change today and she was like oh thank god yeah. you know and then Adam I made a change he was oh thank god and then for you to take Sundays off so it goes saying oh thank god you know? <laughs> yeah so, so it's almost like I can read people's mind because I know given that I've paid the stupidity tax and I've, I've made all the mistakes mate so I'm hoping to to because I'm blessed to be a blessing to others. And that's why I love working with you, you know, because you're a massive implementer. You'll be amazed the amount of people that are coached that just don't implement, you know. Um, also, in terms of the transition, Will, between agent and business ownership, what was that like at the beginning? Was it was it pretty overwhelming to start with? But now that it's almost two years, it feels like it's settled down a little bit. It feels very normal now. But yeah. in the beginning, um, I think... We all reach a well. What if you've been doing sales long enough? You, you reach a point where you're always thinking, "What's next?" Mm. And you always feel like you've got more potential. You want to do more, and so the natural step is to be uh, an owner. And mm. um, I, I researched different agencies. I researched um, different setups, and I found like 
there's no money in management. It all comes from sales. And so this, it's not like a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow and you have to chase it. But I feel like the combination of being a salesperson and doing my highest and best use and then inputting and, and having a bit of control, um, which is what most people look for when they're doing being a business owner is a bit of control and direction of the business and how they want to handle customers, et cetera. So I feel like the biggest change is not just doing it for myself now, it's doing it for everyone else in the team. So setting a good example, but also helping new people come through the ranks and helping them grow and maybe not directly sometimes in terms of just ringing them up, but also setting up this one-on-one coaching a month um, with your, yourself and giving marketing resources and just uh, little things like that. That's That's been pretty uh, big change in my role. Okay. And do you think though, it's for everyone. Will, do you think that every agent that reaches a certain level and asks that question, which they all do ask, by the way, is what's next? Do you think business ownership is for everyone? And if so, what advice would you give them about how to go about it? Like you've got two business partners. Obviously, that's, that, 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 that's a huge benefit. Um, there's always the choice to go out on your own and do your own thing. Like So now that you're still relatively young and that you're two, almost two years into it, what, what advice would you give people that are almost at that point or at that point now and starting to ask that question? I think it's just a question of are you looking for the money or are you looking at because you want to build something? Mm. And it's it's got to come from an intention that you want to build something. Um, otherwise, if you're just in it for the money, it's, it, you're better off to do more sales and hire more associates mm. and do sales that way rather than because it's a lot of headaches and, mm-hmm. and I'm sure everyone listening that that's doing it um, much longer than I have would say the exact same thing. It's a lot of headaches. People come in, come out and you've got to manage that. And then you actually go backwards a lot of the times when you're mm-hmm. starting a new business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that almost happened to you, didn't it? For the food, like you went, you sort of had to take sort of two steps sideways in order to take 10 steps forward. I mean, this calendar year will be, your, be your best calendar year. Um, but, you know, last year, what, what wasn't easy? I mean, we had the distraction of COVID, opening a new business, et cetera. Um, so so you, you're 100% right. I'm really glad you said that. He, and everyone I ask that question, it's always the same is, why do you want to do it? You know, and um, I think Hazley Cush put it really well when I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago around before you even consider opening your own business, whether it's partners or not, is, you know, have you recruited before? Have you coached before? Have you gone to listings before and helped other agents get listings and asking for no commission? Um, you know, can you read a PL? All these sort of things that if you haven't done them all, well, learn to do that first because let me tell you, it's very expensive if you open a business and then try and do it all right. So you're fortunate that you've, had, you've got Craig as a business partner who's done it all before. Um, so that's been very good. So you think a part, the partnership um, pathway is is the right pathway uh, for for me it is yeah because um, I think um, aside from selling and ownership you got to have a life and, yeah. and um, you know I think we're, too many of us will just burn out because there's just so many things to worry about you know I don't want to be sitting here at you know ten o'clock at night worrying about a printer or about yeah. admin not coming in tomorrow and who's going to do this who's going to do that yeah. it's a big headache so I think. Um, uh, it's definitely the right thing for me. Yeah. yeah, I'm also glad you said that. You know, if you're in it for the money, then you're better off just putting on more associates, building a super team, continue to list and sell. And if you've got a wealth creation plan, buy investment properties, right? Because that's that's going to be a lot better. Than, well, a rent roll is is a not a bad wealth creation plan, but 
property is probably a little bit better, I would have thought, you know. Um, but but if you can do both, then that's great. I mean, obviously, you had that pebble in your shoe around, you know what, I want to do something more, you know, at the time. And, and you know, we've, we've talked about it many times, and I think this has been a fantastic move for you. Um, you know, your name's on the door. You're still on your highest and best use. Your, your business has doubled, um, you know, so you're doing really, really good work. Um, in terms of... Uh, other agents in this current market and we, we spoke about this in our coaching session around you know a um, uh, bit more vendor and buyer management actually with James Yale we spoke about in, in his session um, what what advice would you give agents in this market that that is still a bit hung over from a bit of a boom which we just experienced and it's still still very strong but obviously the heat's just starting to come out of it now what advice would you give them in terms of best practice, in terms of buyer management, vendor management? Um, I think vendor management, you just got to educate the owners. To, um, and it's, every owner is going to see the news and think that the, the market's on fire and then they should be getting another two or 300,000 more than the next house that sold last weekend. But it's just managing expectation, letting them know that um, at any time this could change mm. and just giving examples so that they're not too far off so you can still do the deal. So getting the price right so they don't exceed what the buyers are willing to pay is the first thing. And having lots of meetings, giving a lot of case studies really helps. And for the buyers, I mean, we didn't, this last quarter, we didn't really need to chase them too much. I mean, we still do our job and do the callbacks, but it's not something you need to be hand-holding the whole time during the campaign. But having buyer meetings is probably something that you'd start wanting to pick up very soon. And having a short list or a hit list of buyers, hot buyers to put onto properties is probably a good practice coming into the next quarter. Okay, good. Um, now, you know, where you, when we first met and we st first started working together, um, you know, and you were doing that 10 or 15 sales, you know, and, and you are where you are today with super team and, you know, doing closer to a hundred sales. I mean, for every person that's had that type of growth or success in that, in that say six, seven year period, there's probably been a hundred that haven't, right? What do you think? And I know you're modest. I know you're modest and, you know, you don't have an ego, but this is a time where I'm asking you to really just dig deep and, 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 share with people why you think you were that one in a hundred that did make that progression and, and did excel so almost so rapidly within that period of time. What, what do you think? Is it something innate that you were born with or did you just learn more and acquire more? What, 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 what do you put it down to? Um, I think it's just having a good attitude and just um, being determined to succeed. So just being hungry and saying, you know, you want to build a great life for yourself and your family and just having that vision from day one, I mm -hmm. feel like um, I really just want to be a successful real estate agent and, and do good business. So that was my first intention when I started this whole thing, you know, 11, 12 years ago. Um, so, yeah, I think so hunger, hunger, discipline, discipline, vision, vision. And then it's from there, it's just. Um, constantly working and learning and growing and speaking to people that already done it before you and trying to learn from them. But uh, what I realized, Adrian, is over time, it's, it's actually compound interest mm. in real estate. So the more you do um, on the day is going to benefit you in six months, 12 months, three years, four years. It just compounds and compounds and compounds. So if you look at anyone like Warren Buffett or or, you know, all the top guys that are sort of touted in the self-development industries, like they're, um, 
they've all been like you know in their 50s 60s 70s and that's and and now they're just they've been pushed for their success and be shown off for their success but they started you know when they were quite young and so i think it's just compound interest mm-hmm. you know, i think mm-hmm. it's just the more work you put in the more learning you have um you add that all together you just you just grow exponentially mm-hmm. yeah so so what i'm hearing there partly were innate or biological traits like you know hunger discipline passion energy vision right and others were sort of more nature or acquired traits such as you know product knowledge you know um personal development hours uh doing doing the work all of that um but also coaching has been a big part of it i remember when you first reached out you're like oh I don't know if I can really afford you yet, Adrian. Do you mind doing? And we we sort of negotiated a bit of a yeah, we negotiated, and and um, that would have been not easy for you at the time, right? Because you were like, does this is this is this going to benefit me or whatever? And then you know, it's been a great journey for both of us since, and we've developed a great friendship and working relationship. So so you've all also had an appetite for actual knowledge. You know, so so that and and I know you've done work with Dr. Fred, and you read a lot of books, and and any to anything I ever tell you, you write it down, and you know, like you've just got this insatiable appetite to to learn as well. So so you know, the reason I ask that is because people need to know that it is a combination. It was almost a rhetorical question. I I almost knew the answer, but um, people need to know it is a combination of nature and nurture. It is a combination between character and characteristics it is a combination between um innate and acquired skills you know um you've got to have that hunger passion discipline energy but you've got to bloody work hard right otherwise it's not going to happen you can't you can't have one or the other you've, you've got to do both right and and in my eyes in my eyes will you you are a very good example of that so so i commend you commend you on it um what else would you uh, um, in terms of a, a, a piece of information or a key takeaway to any agent at the moment, whether they're the, if they're off track, because there's a lot of agents at the moment that despite the market are feeling um, a bit of out of momentum, they're feeling out of momentum, they're feeling a bit tired because they haven't sort of maybe haven't had a break for a while. Um, maybe they've lost a few listings on, on you know, in a row, three or four in a row. Um, you know, maybe a few deals have fallen together. Maybe they've got some overpriced vendors. Maybe they've got buyers which are a bit, bit, a bit opaque and, and, um, and vague with them. What, what advice would you give them if they're going through that stage at the moment? If they're having a bit of a, a tough time, if they're tired, man, take a rest, take a break, go do something you like. Um, if you're off track with your listings, then just take one step forward to making progress in that direction. So if you don't have many listings, call your past clients, call your um, past market appraisals and just book an appointment, have a coffee with somebody you know, and you never know there's an opportunity that might come out of that. So I think it's just um, looking at the problem. If you've got an overpriced listing, maybe what's one thing you can do to progress that to get it in the right place? And I think that's just, just an overall Perfect, perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, so what I liked about that was, you know, you know, if you're low on stock, there's two two areas there that that are usually orphaned. One is past clients and past appraisals. If you did nothing else 
in the next two weeks, but but called those people and just had a connection, had a coffee, as you said, it's going to lead to something. Maybe not now, but later. The other thing is there, which is, as you know, is is one of my gender items on the on the WIP meeting, which is an acronym for Work in Progress meeting, which which you guys follow, which is good on, on your listing, is what's one action step we can take today towards getting this property sold? Is it a meeting with a vendor? Is it getting that buy through again? Is it doing an EDM to the database? Is it, you know, there's like always what's one thing we can do? And all, all teams, all EBUs, that's always one of my gender items on their, on their um, WIP meeting. So um, as we wrap up, um, Will, I really appreciate your time. I always ask um, four last questions, right? One is, um, do you have a daily ritual or something you do on a regular basis? Morning, um, nine, or whatever it might be. I think morning, I definitely just, I just train in the morning with yeah. uh, a trainer. He gives me a wake up call and then I just drive <laughs> to the gym yeah. and do that. So that's just a morning ritual I have. Yeah. I don't have any other rituals in that's the morning. Fine. And do you find that that is beneficial for physical and mental health? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Why the mental health component, do you think? Um, just blow off some steam. It's, <laughs> it's a very stressful job. Yeah. And um, I think, um, you know, if you don't look after your health, it's going to catch up to you. You know, mm. you're going to feel one day that you can't move as fast as you could before or yeah. you, know, you feel sluggish and your energy drops and then everything else follows after. So I think health is number one. Mm. Um, There's no point being the richest guy, but, you know, in yeah. hospital, you know. Um, I always think as training in the morning, you know, because I love doing it as well, is is, you know what, I've done one hard thing already before I've actually spoken to any buyers or sellers. Yes. So everything else is going to look a little bit easier, feel a bit easier, right? Sure. So I think that's a good metaphor, good way to look at it. Um, second question, um, Will, is what's one of the better decisions you've made in your in your career or, or the best sticking, that comes to mind? Sticking to the plan. <laughs> good. So um, throughout my career, I've always um, been either speaking to other agencies or they've come to approach, approach me and mm-hmm. um, I've always sort of spoken to my family and they've always said, just stick to the plan, just stay where you are, keep working hard. Mm-hmm. And that's really kept me on track for this opportunity today. So I think just um, having the goal in mind, just staying poured in, just doing what you need to do is the best way. Jumping around, it's just, it, it just, you lose momentum. I like that. Yeah. So don't be seduced necessarily by other what could be seen as 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 you know um, compelling opportunities. I mean, I mean you know, as you know, I was and everyone knows, I was in the same business for 26 years, which might sound crazy, right? But again, you know, I, I stuck to the plan and and kept my head down and 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 swapping and changing. Yeah, unless you do it once or twice, but doing it multiple times is not great. That's a good one. And also, yeah. I want to add to that. I think um, being around the people that are going to uh, be there for the long haul yes. is, is a very uh, important thing. I mean, with Craig, he's been around for 30 years, mm. and um, you know, I've been had the fortunate opportunities to come in at a young age, work with him all this time, and now business partners. I think it's it's a great opportunity, and and. Um, it's just like almost like payback because yeah. um, they're giving you the opportunity to come in and grow and now we're able to work together on a different level. So I think um, what, having mentors or people that you can work with um, and follow and work together is a good thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, what's one of the not so good decisions you made at the, that seemed like it? They might have ended up being a, an okay decision because they were a lesson, but at the time it didn't seem such a good thing. 
maybe not growing your team quick enough, maybe. I know that that was something we spoke about a few yeah, years ago. That's, that's one thing is yeah. um, just being scared to spend the investment yeah. to put on people when you need it. Mm-hmm. So I did the mistake of putting on part-time, part-time, part-time. Yeah, I remember this. And yeah, it, when you first came to me, we're like, I had two part-time people. I'm like, what? And, that's bizarre. Um, so I think if anyone's out there listening and they want to like, put on a but I definitely just go full time and yeah. um, the, the part time business it'll do heavy. It's yeah. um, you know, they're not as committed and it just won't work. I remember we messed around with that for years and it just yeah. was never Big mistake. Yeah. I think I would have been, you know, ahead a lot faster if I just went for you know. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a reference, that's all it is. There's no mistakes in life, there's just references uh, and lessons, you know. Um, last question is you get to me ask me anything, mate. No no topic off limit. Um, so what's, what's next for Adrian? <laughs> um, look at the moment I've just re- I've just turned 50 as a lot of people know, and my new ethos is to win the day because I was, you know, your age in your early thirties or whatever, I was, I was, you know, like any, anyone, I suppose in their twenties, thirties, maybe even forty. it's like, Oh, what's next, what's the next big goal? What's the next big, you know, where, you know, so I've got two investment property. I've got to get a third investment property. I've got this car, I've got to get the next car. I've got to, you know, but for me, uh, and I'm not saying any of that's bad, by the way, that's just called ambition. That's called ambition, which is, which is very healthy. As long as it doesn't turn into hubris or ego, right? For me, um, I've learned that control is an illusion. What I mean by that is you can plan till the cows come home, but things can change very, very quickly overnight that you have no control over, right? So can you influence things? Yes. Can you um, make short to medium term plans? Yes. Um, At the moment, I love what I'm doing, which is still listing and selling real estate, and um, developing and coaching and business advisory work. And in both of the businesses, I'm moving the needle heavily. So with, with everyone I work with in terms of agents, business advisory, EBU work, everyone's growing the business between 20 to 80%, which just is, is so rewarding. I can't, can't tell you how rewarding it is, Will. And then, you know, having an EBU still, um, is very rewarding because I've got, you know, a, a great team um, where I still spend time in, but not, not as much as I need to, but they're actually symbiotically combined because as you know, in our coaching, what I often do is use anecdotes of what's happening in the field where I see on a Saturday and then bring it into my coaching. And then my coaching, I bring into actual, you know, the field as well. So it's working beautifully at the moment. What's next is, you know what? I'm driving my dream car. I live in my dream house. I'm married to my dream partner. I'm doing my dream job. So at the moment, no, there's nothing's next, mate. I'm just happy to be alive, happy to be healthy. Um, and mate, whatever will be, will be. So I'm a bit, I don't want to sound too, um, you know, agnostic, but I am, I am definitely, um, uh, how can I say is, um, you know, I'm open. I'm open to what the next outcome is. And, you know, at, at the moment, I don't, I'm not quick to judge good or bad outcomes. You know, outcomes are just one thing which leads to another. Um, so at the moment, it, my life's working really, really well. I'm on purpose. I love doing what I'm doing. And, um, you know, one, one day at a time. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's where I stand.
Yeah, awesome. All right, listeners and Will, mate, I really appreciate your time. That was some awesome content, some great takeaways. Um, we'll see you next episode. And once again, um, go to adrianbow.com. And if you want to find Will on any of the socials, he's easy to find. William Chan, Marshall Chan Yal. Uh, you're going to see some amazing things from this agent. It's an absolute superstar. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Pleasure.